There was a buzz on social media recently related to comments made by one of the most controversial members of the U.S. Congress and the reaction by an embattled colleague from one of the U.S. territories that has had mixed reactions. The event, dubbed as Cookiegate by social media influencers and the average Joe across the nation, has shed light on a whole bunch of issues related to the work of these two representatives. A deep dive into Cookiegate on That's It, That's All. You are listening to That's It, That's All with Sean DiMatato. You are listening to That's It, That's All. Sean Gumatato here. I am the host of the podcast. That's It, That's All is brought to you by the hardworking Guam-based consulting and specialty construction materials and supplies firm Get LLC. They serve both public and private sector organizations in Micronesia and the Western Pacific. Do you need help with starting a small business? Need advice on making your commercial facilities more energy efficient? Get LLC can be found on the World Wide Web at get-guam.com. Check out their site and contact them if you need some help. Hello to those listeners in Nashville, Tennessee. Also, greetings to those of you listening in Fort Benning, Georgia. Thank you all in that area. And the 120,000 active duty men and women serving there in the U.S. Armed Forces and all military members around the world Thank you for your service. The listenership is growing with each episode to include those listening now in Honolulu, Hawaii. Can't forget the listeners across the island in the village where my parents grew up in Sinahanya. Half a day to you all. Thanks for having That's It, That's All with you as you go from one end of Paradise Guam to the other. Remember to download the podcast for your next gym workout, that special road trip, or as part of that screen time on your desktop or laptop computers. A big thanks to RedCircle.com in getting the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Amazon Music. Also, That's It, That's All can be found on iHeartRadio and Pandora. Like subscribe or follow right now on your favorite podcast app. For many across America, the Northwest District of Georgia, to include Catoosa, Dade, and Walker counties, is a fairly quiet part of the country, and the quiet normally translates to the national public discourse there. Walker County is just one of nine counties in the United States that still uses the commissioner form of government. Catoosa County is slightly smaller than Guam in total land area, which 52,000 people call home. Dade County is even smaller and far more conservative than than counties of its size in all of America. It is here where University of Georgia graduate and one-time building contractor slash CrossFit coach slash activist slash conspiracy theorist Marjorie Taylor Greene decided to run for Georgia's 14th district congressional seat, despite living miles away just outside of Atlanta. One of 435 members of the U.S. House of Representatives, she's just the second Republican woman to represent the state of Georgia in the House. The 14th district voted her in with 74.7% of the vote. The past three months, though, has been less than stellar for the representative who former President Donald Trump once called a, quote, future Republican star. 
she objected to counting the electoral college votes from Michigan, filed impeachment articles against current President Joe Biden, and fellow members have subsequently called for her expulsion from Congress. Her Republican colleagues have since removed her from all committee assignments on February 4th for conspiracy claims that she made on the campaign trail that spilled over to her swearing in. Taylor Greene is just one of the 435 members whose career in Congress is all but over after it had literally just started. For Michael Q. Sinicholas, the delegate from Guam in the U.S. House of Representatives, he seemed to have hit a stride on his way to his second term in the federal office. Beating former delegate and Democratic Party stalwart Robert Underwood, Sinicholas has not shied away from a challenge except for his engagement of different constituencies to include veterans and select industries linked to the military and the local Guam media. Delegate Sinicholas grew up just around the corner from where I am recording this podcast. His educational gravitas took him from the elite Father Duenas Memorial School to the other side of the island to the John F. Kennedy High School before graduating from Southern High School. Full-time political activism seemed to be a good fit for St. Nicholas. Active in student government at his alma mater at the University of Guam led him to short stints working for a Guam senator and the Bank of Guam. And I do mean short. Political life called. Frankly, not much else. The people of Guam elected him three times into the Guam legislature. His maverick style in bucking the Democratic Party of Guam has catapulted him into the Congress seat, and his recent runoff election win seems to have empowered Sinicholas. Campaign finance and congressional ethics probes keep the vice chair of the House Financial Services Committee in the spotlight, as well as the fact that he has the poorest voting record of the 435 members of the U.S. Congress. It is a career and work that many are waiting for him to actually start doing to support the people of his district. It was a stupid remark by Taylor Greene at a breakout presentation during the February Conservative Political Action Conference that started it all. She clumped Guam into a list of foreign countries claiming that they shouldn't receive U.S. federal funding assistance. Her words set off a firestorm of controversy in the U.S. territory. The comments led to outrage and critical comments on social media. Elected and appointed officials in Guam offered up, among other things, a history book uh, and a congressional delegation in Washington, D.C. The Guam delegate offered up cookies as a gesture of goodwill. It took about a week for some type of action. Normally in political circles, a statement would get enough attention in a news cycle that sending a book, airline tickets, or a cookie tin would surely come eventually with the passage of time. Who would have thought that such insane and uneducated comments could spur even a single action against the absolute least popular member of the U.S. House of Representatives in 2021? from one of the smallest districts in America. Heck, Democrat House members were already prepping formal resolutions to expel her even after the GOP had since banished her from doing anything other than voting on the floor. D.C. circles had all, or have all, but written off the Georgia representative and those in the Peach State 
whose buyer remorse is significant in some circles there, Republicans in Catoosa, Dade, and Walker counties don't seem to mind the odd public discourse. CNN reported on February 26, 2021, that Taylor Greene has her first public Democratic challenger. Reports are there are more candidates expected to jump into the race. The blowhard nature of Taylor Greene has only served to disrupt business on Capitol Hill. Enter Guam Delegate Mike Sinicholas. Things are all but settling in with a Democrat agenda following the passage of the American Rescue Plan Act relative to the ongoing pandemic. Then out of nowhere and in the darkness of a Guam morning or call it a D.C. day, the Guam delegate decided to act on his promise of cookies with some National Guardsmen in tow and deliver what he called goodwill and, yes, cookies. Most would have let the action go. But videotaping the walk to, laying dramatic music beneath, and posting on his social media resulted in a charged letter to DOD by Taylor Greene, sent the act trending on Twitter, and left many pundits and media questioning the action and the motivation for the stunt against the least liked members of the opposition's caucus. This podcast is sponsored by Get LLC, a consulting and specialty construction materials and supplies firm. Since 2012, they have provided valuable services to their customers across Micronesia and North America. Check them out on the World Wide Web at get-guam.com. They have a presence on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, too. Get LLC. Find out today how they can best serve your business's specific needs. Okay. Late last week on the One American News Network, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene responded to the political stunt by the Guam congressman saying, quote, Delegate San, what's his name? I can't even remember. Haven't had a chance to meet him. San Nicholas. I wasn't there when he came with the parade of National Guard with the theme music and the cookies. He didn't leave cookies for me and my staff, so we missed the entire dramatic political theater. Close quote. Now, many, including my brothers Terry and Jason, know I am a fan of cult comedy movies. The description of the Cookie Gate event on March 15, 2021, by Congresswoman Taylor Greene was like that scene from the 1988 movie I'm Gonna Get You, Sucker, when the John Slade character, played by Bernie Casey, tells his son, Jack Spade, played by comedian Keenan Ivory Wayans, that every good hero should have some, referring to the band trailing the two, playing Slade's theme music. A great laugh for sure, and I would encourage you to check it out on YouTube. For Congresswoman Taylor Greene, the political theater that played out in front of her office, as she described, forced her to pen a letter to Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin and Chief of the National Guard Bureau General Daniel Hokanson regarding this matter. In it, Congresswoman Taylor Greene noted, quote, there has been a troubling trend in which members of our armed forces are being used to intimidate civilians, harass members of Congress and their staff, and attack conservative journalists for expressing their views. Close quote. The latter, linked to the U.S. Marine Corps and DOD spokespeople, openly criticizing Fox News commentator Tucker Carlson 
who raised concern over maternity flight suits and the effect on military readiness two weeks ago on Carlson's highly rated cable news program. Well, letters to DOD from members of Congress are taken seriously, regardless of the standing of that member of Congress. In the case of Cookie Gate, there is no word from the Pentagon, not a single response. Even a look on the comments on DOD's website this past week, it focused on U.S.-Asia defense relations, not a mention of the Taylor Green letter. With emerging threats of China and the region, I'm not surprised that there was not a peep at least this week, on the freshman congresswoman from Georgia's letter. In an interview with CNN, Guam delegate Mike Siniclis told Right Now host Brianna Keller on March 17, 2021, that he was, quote, just delivering goodies. It was the appropriate thing to do, close quote, relative to the visit to Taylor Greene's office. He must have thought that CNN was going to give him a pass. Brianna Keller did not relent. For much of the nine-minute interview, the Guam delegate attempted to spin, especially on questions of the negative ramifications of the military joining him in the cookie and chicken Kelleguin drop-off, or the use of the Guam National Guard as political props. Sinicola said, quote, that criticism is unfounded. We were not at all using military service members for political Props. Close quote. The whole event went viral on social media. Minority leader of the U.S. House of Representatives, Kevin McCarthy, tweeted this quote At Department of Defense is being politicized. Uniformed service members recently criticized a private citizen for his First Amendment rights, and today a Dem lawmaker used soldiers in a political stunt against a GOP member. At SecDev Austin, this sets a dangerous precedent. It must stop now. Close quote. Singer-songwriter Ricky Davila tweeted, quote, After QAnon terrorist Marjorie Green stupidly called Guam a foreign land, Guam Rep Michael F.Q. Sinicholas and members of the Guam National Guard paid the office she's in a visit. Guam has been a U.S. territory since 1898. Its residents are U.S. citizens. Close quote. This exchange by Davila was retweeted 10,200 times and got 40,000 likes. Virginia Kruta, an associate editor for The Daily Caller on March 16th, tweeted, quote, Can you imagine what would have happened if the National Guard had marched on Rep. Hank Johnson's office to inform him that Guam was not, in fact, danger of capsizing? Close quote. Kruta's 10,100 followers didn't take long to reminisce about fellow Georgia Representative Johnson, who on March 25, 2010, said before the House Armed Services Committee and CBS News reported relative to the Guam buildup, quote, my fear is that the whole island will become so overly populated that it will tip over and capsize, end quote. Conservative columnist and syndicated talk show host Todd Starnes also tweeted on March 16th, quote, So Guam National Guard troops marched on the congressional office of at M.T. Green at the request of the island's lone Democrat congressman. Imagine the apocalyptic rage of the state-run media if a Republican lawmaker had dispatched troops to Representative Maxine Waters' office. Close quote. And 
former GOP strategist and American travel writer and political consultant Stuart Stevens, tweeted this, quote, 754 silver stars and 30 distinguished service crosses awarded to Guam natives who fought in Korea and Vietnam, some under review for Medal of Honor, likely denied due to prejudice. Close quote. There was plenty of comments, tweets, commentary across the World Wide Web to choke a goat regarding Cookiegate. Even the Hill newspaper, in their online version, used the video produced by Congressman St. Nicholas's office as part of their coverage of Cookiegate. The referenced two-minute, 59-second video that was shared on the Guam delegate's official Facebook page by St. Nicholas used a simple board to start with these words. Congressman St. Nicholas escorted the Guam National Guard to pay a visit to Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene. The interaction, just as she told One American News Network, featured dramatic news, uh, music of St. Nicholas, the Guam Guard, walking through the halls of Congress to her office and presenting the gifts of tomorrow chip cookies that were made right on Guam. Now, it may have netted 331 comments on his page and shared 568 times as of this podcast. Maybe after this episode, there could be more. With all the buzz, with all the hype, I am not going on a limb to say this publicly, I don't think. The CPAC video of Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene featured words of a junior member of Congress, an ignorant member of Congress, that when I saw it was, one, offended. Then, next, I even sent it to my friends in Washington, D.C., more or less to tell them to bring it to those organizers at CPAC and let them know that the video was bad, bad for Congresswoman Taylor Greene and bad for CPAC. As Guam was waking and stirred literally a week later, talk of a book, plane tickets, and cookie references seemed so late to have any meaningful political impact locally and abroad. This podcast is sponsored by Get LLC, a consulting and specialty construction materials and supplies firm. Since 2012, they have provided valuable services to their customers across Micronesia and North America. Check them out on the World Wide Web at get-guam.com. They have a presence on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram too. Get LLC. Find out today how they can best serve your business's specific needs. So funny how two embattled members of the U.S. House of Representatives could get folks all riled up in their home districts and in other parts of America. What does this latest incident or the cookie gate mean to those in the U.S. territory and to this podcast? Well, let me share my take. As my friend, Guam Radio talk show personality and newsman Chris Barnett noted last week when we were talking up this issue, um, he called the cookie gate incident, well, he said that it speaks to a bunch of different issues that need to be unpacked and addressed separately. Chris Malafunction said on March 18th, quote, it was brilliant on the part of the congressman. He galvanized a pro-Guam, defense of Guam, close quote. So what did we really see? 
Well, we saw National Guard members walking through the halls of the Capitol building and visiting another member of Congress. In his interview with CNN, he told Brianna Keller that he was giving a tour. Funny, considering Congress has been closed since the January 6th riots on the Hill, and the Guam Guard uh, was deployed to D.C. at the direction of the President of the United States. To a national audience, the comments came off as disingenuous, especially with the occasional smirk throughout the interview. But who am I to judge? I'm just a Guam-based podcaster. Guam National Guard Adjutant General Esther Agagi, in reaction to seeing her soldiers in the Nicholas video, said, quote, We appreciate Congressman Nicholas's effort to represent our culture of Inafamalik, or bringing harmony, practiced here in Guam. She said that in a statement. We also thank Congresswoman Green for ultimately helping raise awareness of Guamanians as citizens of the United States and our rich tradition of service and sacrifice to our nation. Close quote. No offense to the tag, whom I have been friends with for two decades. Since the soldiers were on the federal dime supporting the security in the nation's capital, a response from the NGB or no response from the NGB really remains to be seen. Also, a curious editorial in the Pacific Daily News on March 22, 2020, by attorney Charles Stake, entitled Wearing of the Uniform and Political Activities, attorney Stake wrote, quote, Our well-intended National Guard members leave themselves vulnerable to nitpicking criticism from ignorant naysayers like Congresswoman Green when they do not adhere to their own military regulations. Department of Defense Directive 1333.01, Section 3.12, addresses this issue as follows. The wearing of the uniform by members of the armed forces is prohibited under the following circumstances, during or in connection with the furthering political activities, or when an, inter- an inference of official sponsorship for the activity or interest may be drawn. In other words, the uniform may not be used as a partisan political prop, close quote. The interpretation by Attorney Stake sounds kind of like what CNN was trying to get at and get a reaction from Congressman Nicholas, but on the Guam delegate, he just deferred back to the goodwill delivering cookie spiel. In a March 17, 2020 interview with KUAM News uh, PIO for the Guam National Guard, Mark Scott, he welcomed, as he said, the opinions on this matter I guess mine and attorney Stakes included, the interview revealed that those Guam members in the congressman's produced video were in fact on their way out of D.C. The Wall Street Journal reported on March 13, 2021, the National Guard members from 11 states and the District of Columbia will provide security at the U.S. Capitol through the spring, among mounting objections from lawmakers and some military leaders to their deployment. Guam was not included on that list. Captain Scott told KOAM that DOD Directive 1344.10 allowed the action with the congressman. The quote, facts were there, close quote, according to Captain Scott. Now, what you can do and what you cannot do, partisan political activity, showing the facts. He noted that enclosures to the guidance are clear and the members of the Guard were not circumventing the directive. 
He is not a lawyer, and he said it so. I am not a lawyer either. One enclosure of the 15-page directive, okay? Other parts of it can be interpreted differently from Captain Scott, though I would disagree with his assertions in a local interview. Like under additional requirements in the same directive, which is entitled E3.2.2, that says members should avoid any outside activities that may be prejudicial to the performance of military duties or likely to bring discredit upon the armed forces. Yes, Captain Scott, we all have opinions. Facts are what people can in fact make of it. Yes, Captain Scott mentioned tours and goodwill on his interview. Tours when the capital was and remains shut down. Facts are what people can make of it. I digress. Would you believe that the Trump family even chimed in on CookieGate? On March 20, 2021, Donald Trump Jr. told Newsweek that he felt the guardsmen were being used to intimidate the congresswoman and said that the military was being politicized, saying, quote, their rep, Michael Siniklis, marches Guam National Guard members in uniform through the halls of Congress to her office to show her, to teach her so she learns, he said, adding that since it's okay to use active duty military personnel, or when is it, sorry, since when is it okay to use active duty military personnel to intimidate American citizens, let alone a sitting member of Congress? That's a close quote. Well, with so much that is needed in Guam, and all the territories, we really needed to see less cookies and more pie. How about some humble pie? An editorial on March 19th in the Pacific Daily News by former Guam delegate Robert Underwood brings this point home. The former University of Guam president and longtime educator, like Delegate St. Nicholas's parents, even classified the stunt as political theater and noted that he is... Guam's representative, and we should support him as he represents us. But Underwood pointed out that St. Nicholas has a tendency to engage in highly symbolic acts with little purpose other than to arouse emotions. Underwood wrote, quote, When the cookie monster met QAnon, the monster was rebuffed. Next time, St. Nicholas wants to make a political point he shouldn't bring troops, and he should bring more than cookies. Try Guzzeria, the extra hard ones. Close quote. On March 24th, 2021, the Guam, Guam congressman told KUAM that, quote, we are intentionally not seeking to continue to make that become a hot-button issue. The people of Guam, I think, made it very, very clear what our intentions are, and they are all good intentions. So we are hoping that the goodness of those intentions is what is going to shine through in the Congress, and so far, that's what it's looking like right now. Close quote. It makes no political sense of what the congressman of Guam did when he thought our image was damaged with a simply stupid remark of a discredited representative. Good intentions? It was a poorly thought out race to the bottom using the Guam National Guard as part of the drama. Bottom line, just bad. Not good. The cookie delivery boy, he sure is. That's it. That's all. 
If you enjoyed this podcast, download, press subscribe, or follow us right now. More great content is on the way. Talk to you soon. The That's It, That's All podcast is produced by Sean Gamatato. Executive producer is Trisha Gamatato. Hit the subscribe or follow button and leave a review. Thanks for listening.